Welcome to episode 94 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This week we are looking at The Springfield Files, which is actually an episode from The Simpsons Season 8. It's episode 10 of that season. The action takes place in Springfield, although they've never confirmed which state the Springfield that The Simpsons live in is in. Quite deliberately so, so it could be anywhere in the U.S. That's why they picked the most common city name in the country. The current IMDb user score is 9.0 out of 10. It originally aired on January 12, 1997. If you have somehow managed to make it this far in your life that you're able to download podcasts but are still unfamiliar with The Simpsons, you should know it's an animated sitcom about a slightly dysfunctional family. Parents are Homer and Marge. The kids are Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. Homer is generally self-centered and rather incompetent in most things that he does. Marge is good-natured, but not necessarily self-empowered. Lisa's probably the closest thing we have to a positive role model in the bunch. Intelligent, studious, responsible, ethical, and so forth. Bart is the underachieving little hellraiser and the oldest child in the family. And then Maggie is little more than a toddler for much of the run, but she does have her moments. This episode actually starts with a framing story that spoofs In Search Of, as hosted by the late, great Leonard Nimoy. And Nimoy provides his own voice for this episode. He shows up both in the framing story and in most of the episode content. In this particular episode, Homer's out in the woods when he sees a strange glowing figure. And when he tells people about it, they just assume he's nuts or drunk or whatnot. They're right about the drunk part, but that's not why he saw what he thought he saw. Bart is the only one who believes him. So they go camping that Friday to see if they can see it again, and this time they catch it on tape. With that tape, they get it on the news. Homer starts to get a little bit of fame that's getting attention. And agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully arrive, voiced by David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. And in the course of their investigation, they learn that the alien is actually Mr. Burns, the owner of the nuclear power plant, who is in a weird state of mind as a result of some medical treatments he was doing to extend his life. So he was basically high on his meds. And the green glow is a result of years of working in a nuclear power plant. So The Simpsons does a good job of spoofing the series in a somewhat respectful way, which is something that they're known for, at least they used to be. To be quite frank, I was kind of hit and miss watching The Simpsons for the first two seasons. I found seasons three through eight, it was just firing all cylinders, and that was must-see TV. And by about season seven, I was losing interest. I haven't seen a new episode of The Simpsons since actually The X-Files went off the air. And I just wasn't enjoying The Simpsons and Malcolm in the Middle enough to come in when they weren't leaning into The X-Files. But at the time, this says more about the state of both The X-Files and The Simpsons in the position in the culture that Fox decided they were going to invest in a crossover combining their biggest comedy with their biggest drama. It seemed like a good idea to get them together and hopefully get fans of one to check out the other. It was directed by Stephen Dean Moore. This was the fifth episode of The Simpsons that he's directed. He's now directed 63 of them, and he's probably not done. The most recent was in 2016, so I would assume then it's quite likely he's going to direct more. That's in addition to his directorial work on The Critic and Rugrats. He also has a long history in the animation departments of The Simpsons, Rugrats, The Critics, Brave Star, and other shows. There's two writers with writer's credit. There's Reed Harrison. This is the first of two Simpsons episodes that he's written, the other one being almost 10 years old. I assume he has left the show. 
but he's also known for his work on Drawn Together, Sonic Boom, and the new Danger Mouse series. The other writer, Dan Greeny, is apparently still working on The Simpsons. He's got credits in 2017 for that series. He's also worked as both writer and producer on The Office, The Michael Richards Show, and so forth. The voice cast is the usual crew of Dan Castellaneta, Julie Kavner, Nancy Cartwright, Yardley Smith, Hank Azaria, Harry Shearer, Pamela Hayden, and Tress McNeil, with the addition this week of David Duchovny, Gillian Anderson, and Leonard Nimoy. So of all the X-Files spoofs on other series, this is one of the most enjoyable as an X-Files spoof. I believe my favorite at this point, and probably going to remain my favorite down the road as we go through them all, although I may change my mind because I haven't watched them all yet. I've picked them up and I'm watching them in sequence. My favorite is probably the Deep Space Nine Trials and Tribulations episode as just an episode of television to watch. But so far, this is my favorite spoof with the reboot episode coming very, very close behind. As far as the science behind this one goes, well, there is medication that can alter your state of mind and change your mood as this did, as well as medication that can dilate your pupils. That's all very common. Radiation, however, will never make you glow as it did with Mr. Burns here. It can do a lot of harm if you are exposed to inappropriate amounts of radiation. It could potentially kill you. Not that today's nuclear power plants have a high risk of leaking under normal operations or even most abnormal operations. They're surprisingly safe these days, considering some of their past histories. But radiation is not something that sort of passed on. Once you're exposed to the source and leave, there may be some radioactive particles lingering on you, but they won't permanently change your body chemistry so that you become radioactive and glow in the long term. Once you leave the area of the sample that's irradiating you, the radioactive samples may stay on your person for a time, but they don't cause you to generate your own samples. In any event, that's it for this week. Join us again next week when we discuss Leonard Betts. Feel free to rate this and any of the shows that you want on iTunes and on Stitcher. And finally, thank you for listening.